Episode 17 of Biz Talk with Bill Roy. Welcome. Our goal is to provide you with insight into the people, places, companies, and organizations that make up Wichita's important business community. Thanks for listening. Lots of folks love going to the Monarch in Delano to have lunch or for after-work drinks. This week, we spent some time with the owner of the Monarch, Jennifer Ray. She tells us how hard she worked to open the Monarch and how she works to keep it successful. But first, a couple of thoughts about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal, which I am holding right here in my hand. What's next on the debate about Century 2? We take a deep dive into the proposals from the consultant and the process that will lead to a decision on what to do with one of Wichita's most important buildings. And we talk to the stakeholders who will be impacted by those decisions. Might help you decide which proposal you think Wichita should choose. That starts on page 10. This week we spend 10 minutes with Brian Chamberlain, who is working as CEO of Andover State Bank. That's on page 19. This week's top 25 list, page 8, the Wichita area's largest home builders ranked by construction value of homes, completed in 2016. Want to know who's created a new corporation, who's made a real estate deal, who owes back taxes? You can find that information in our leads section. That starts on page 15. All that and much more in this week's Wichita Business Journal. Welcome to the Wichita Business Journal Biz Talk podcast. Talking business is what the commercial banking team here at Equity Bank does best. Visit equitybank.com napkin stories. Business is good at the Monarch in Delano. Owner Jennifer Ray is excited about development projects in the area and about the faithful customers she has for her non-bar food and her selection of bourbons. But she's also guarding against becoming complacent after five years of success. And she says those who are thinking about opening their own business should do their homework. If you have been to the Monarch in Delano, you probably have a favorite sandwich there. If you have not been to the Monarch in Delano, you should probably get over there. And uh, you're among the minority because it's been really busy. And our guest today on the podcast, Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast, Jennifer Ray. Jennifer, thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. Hi, thank you very much for having me. Tell us a little bit about you before we get into the business. Tell us about where you grew up, your family, that sort of thing. Um, I'm born and raised here in Wichita. I did move away for a while. I moved down to Oklahoma City for a couple years and I missed my home and I missed my family and um, I missed the convenience of Mm -hmm. this city that we live in. Um, You don't really know what you've got until it's gone. And I realized real quick how good we have it here. So I moved back. Uh, I ran a sports bar downtown for quite a while and what was the name of it emerson biggins okay i ran that and um as i got older i wasn't as suited to the old town environment as i was when i was younger and when i was in college and so the space in delano the old garage bar came available and i was able to jump on it and open the monarch where did that idea for your own place first get implanted in your brain? It was very unique. Um, most people, when they are going to start their own business, do their research and you know put together their their business plans and have a really good concrete idea. I did not have that. Um, this was more driven by the opportunity, okay. and so I kind of had to throw it together as as we went along. Um, we opened the place from 
from when we got the phone call saying that the property was available to when we opened was 62 days. So we we really did kind of figure out what we had the budget for and what we had the time for and work the concept around that. So how do you get something like the Monarch up and running in 62 days? With a lot of ingenuity and a lot of help from my from my family and my friends. My family and friends were there working, painting and stripping things. Um, I have a lot of friends that are artists in the community that can kind of see and have, you know, a different vision. Right. Um, I'm trying to think the bar, the bar that you see with the mirrors, Mm -hmm. um, there is the original mahogany bar is back there, but it had so many coats of black and red paint (laughs) on it that I got the, I got a quote to strip the paint down. It was $10,000 and was going to take something to the tune of like four weeks to get it done. Wow. So I didn't have the time. I didn't have the money. Someone else came in and said, Oh, well let's, let's frame up some mirrors and stick them back there. So I was real fortunate to have other people come in and kind of give me their two cents and kind of help shape the direction that we took. That wasn't two, three hours at a time, right? What was that like during that time? How often, how much were you there? You know, it it could be two or three hours at a time because I, I was still working. So oh, okay. I would, you know, go in before work. I would go in after work. I would spend all of my time off from sunup to sundown there. We worked whenever we could get in there and get work done. I was very fortunate. Um, that was kind of a turnkey operation. So all of the the chairs, the tables, the kitchen equipment, the equipment behind the bar, all of the things that would have really cost a lot of money to furnish were already there for us and built into my rent. So I was able to um, get in there for significantly less money than a startup from scratch restaurant. What was the vision for the Monarch that you had as you're putting everything together? I did not want any food served in a sports bar. I did not want to serve anything that I had to eat for the last 10 years. So <laughs> there was, hamburgers were off the menu. Um, once we got in the kitchen and saw actually how small it was, that's when we had to get a little creative with our menu. That size of a kitchen is not equipped to feed a 300 seat restaurant, which is what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So we had to take the space that we had available figure out how we could pump out enough food to take care of all those guests, which is the very first thought we have with any menu item that we put on is how quickly can we make this so that it can fit into, you know, what we've built there. Right. Who, uh, who helped you determine what the, what the menu was going to be? One of my old bosses at Emerson's suggested using the meat smoker out back to smoke meat, um, which is great because it, I don't have to cook any, really do any of our cooking inside. I can do it all out back and in large quantities. So we took that idea and then we started doing research and we did a lot of taste testing for better and for worse with my family and friends and kind of narrowed it down to the things that people like the most and threw them on a menu. And that's the great thing about your menu though, is when things work, they stay. And when they don't work, they come off. Right. You opened in 2012, December of 2012. And so tell me about that first year, what that was like. That was horrible. (laughs) That was horrible. If you want to know 
what it's like to open a business. It's, it's hard. It's really hard. What and made I, it so? You think you know what you're doing, but you don't. You don't know everything. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't know a lot about paying taxes. I got really behind on my taxes. Um, I guess I just assumed that the, I just thought the state of Kansas would send me a letter when my taxes were due, and they don't. Mm-hmm. So I think I got probably five or six months behind on sales and liquor tax, which is a big hole to right. dig out of. But right. I did, um, and I learned, and I didn't let it go far enough that you know we got in any trouble. Um, money's always tight. It's you know it's just hard watching every single penny that you have to spend and still at that time convince yourself that you're doing the right thing that it's all gonna you know it's all gonna work out why focus on bourbon i you, love you bourbon. say it's kind of a bourbon bar yeah. that's that's how it's yeah we actually at this point we have grown enough that we have the largest collection in the entire state um i like bourbon um that was a trend that was just kind of starting when we opened and it, the footprint of a bottle of bourbon is very small. So I can keep a large quantity on hand without it taking up a bunch of room. I don't have the luxury of having, you know, a large draft selection or a huge bottle selection because I don't have room to keep it there. Uh-huh. So bourbon is easy. I can buy one bottle, it will stay on the shelf until it's gone and it doesn't take up a lot, a lot of space. Right. Have a lot of people come in just for that bourbon selection. Mm-hmm. We have a we have a pretty solid um, group of people that come in that kind of follow what we do and what we buy and make sure that they're coming in when new bottles are available. We can buy a bottle of bourbon and within a couple of days it'll be gone. Some of the more rare ones. Right. Describe a typical day. I, I, I suppose there are no typical days in the bar and restaurant business, but how many plates are you uh, pushing through on a daily basis? Oh, let's see. So I don't know. I haven't even done the math on that. We've got 25. Well, let's say if we seat all 50 tables at lunch, it will say what, an average of four seats a table. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah, it's a lot of what yeah, I would yeah. say in a day's time, we could very lunch, ease, and lunch and dinner do 400 meals yeah, a day. You're doing several hundred. Yeah. yeah. Five years in, uh, what are the challenges like now as opposed to that first year? At this point, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a brick and mortar. I can't, I don't have a lot of ways to expand on the sales and the customer base that we have. We can only fit so many people in there every single day of the week before. Right. We just, we can't go anywhere else. Right. Um, right now I'm really focused on reinvesting in the building and in the property, um, and trying to provide better services for our guests while they are there obviously and during the winter winter months it's not open very much but how often do you have that patio open the the front part every day of the week yeah um we'll shut it down oh, i don't know when we'll shut it down this year it's going to be a really nice fall so hopefully we'll keep it open till 
mid end of October. Right. And then we have all the flowers hauled off and shut it down the best we can. And we still get people that sit out there though. We've got a little fire pit and we've even had people bring their own wood in to Is make that sure. Right? Yeah. Cause they want to sit out by the fire and smoke a cigar and drink a whiskey and go for it. What do you need from Wichita to continue your success? Obviously you need, still need people coming in the door. What else do you need from Wichita, whether it's local government Man, or the Delano folks? I don't, I, I am so overwhelmingly proud of what this city is doing right now. I, you can't count the amount of projects we have going on on one hand. There are so many great things going on. Right. And I think we need to keep that momentum going. We need to keep people um, excited and ready to invest in the city the way that they're investing in it right now. The Wichita flag has become more popular and that has sort of represented uh, buying local and staying local with your dollars. Uh, obviously that's something that you are uh, very much in favor of, I would imagine. Oh yeah. Um, and I mean, I've got my fair share of chain restaurants that I love as mm -hmm. well, but keeping it's becoming much easier to keep your money local. Um, you don't have to look as hard or try as hard as you did even, you know, five years ago. You can eat local, you can purchase local, you can use local, you know, goods and services, and they're right there at your fingertips ready to go. And they're really great, reliable products put out there by great people. You're looking at uh, some, some development along the river. We've got the River Vista Apartments going up. Lawrence Dumont Stadium, which mm -hmm. is sort of adjacent to your business, is going to be torn down and a new new stadium built there. There's some other development in the area, whether it's residential or retail. Uh, you're obviously hoping that all that traffic means more business for you. Oh, yeah. I And it, it will. Um, it's exciting to see how much development there is downtown. And there are. There's some great projects. Um, River Vista is finally really starting to take shape. And I'm really enjoying right now watching the progression of that. Uh, EPC is getting ready to do their project right across the street. Right. Hutton's moving in. I'm excited to have them down there. Right. Uh, the baseball stadium. I guess we're just going to wait and we'll wait and see what that turns into. But right. if even half the stuff that they're discussing actually comes to fruition, it's going to be a really great addition to our city. What advice do you have for people who are thinking about doing what you did, uh, sort of going out on your own, creating your own business? We have other people who have that entrepreneurial spirit. What advice do you have for them? Um, my advice, I think my advice would be if you feel like you feel like you have to force it, then don't do it. Um, I had other opportunities to go out on my own before the Monarch and it was, it was hard and I didn't, I knew I could maybe do it. I knew with the, when the Monarch came available that I knew it was going to happen and I knew it was going to work out. Um, and I'm so glad that I followed my gut and didn't jump on one of those other opportunities because I felt like that's what I needed to do. So I would say be patient when it's supposed to happen, it'll happen. Research the state taxes oh my gosh <laughs> just pay just give the government all your money cover all your bases 
There's a million taxes. It's hard. Yeah. You know, you've got liquor tax, retail tax, federal employment, state employment, withhold. I mean, there's a million taxes. Right. And you've got your quarterly taxes. And I feel like I spend, you know, half of my time making sure I'm all caught up. Right. But it's an important part of the process. It is it, a very important part. Yeah. I, you do not want to get on their bad side. And when I, I had to actually go through an online, or not, I'm sorry, not online, um, like an over-the-phone conference call kind of sentencing, I guess. And I told them, I explained my whole situation. I said, I'm a new business owner. You know, that's what I, I know what I did was wrong. I got all caught up. I have not been... I haven't been delinquent since. And she said, well, this is going to be a very expensive lesson for you to learn. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for your understanding. Right. Fantastic. Here we are five years later. What's keeping you up at night? Um, I worry that I am becoming too comfortable and complacent. I don't. I don't want to be as stressed as I was when we first opened, but right. I don't want to be so comfortable with the way that the restaurant is running that I let I let it kind of go off on the wrong path. Right. There's a lot of moving parts in a restaurant, and there's a lot of ways that money can just fly out the window. Right. And I don't want to I I don't want to sit back and accidentally let things go awry because I wasn't as on top of it as I should be. So how do you guard against that? Yeah, I, I, I truly feel like I've hired the right people. Um, hiring's always, you know, an issue that everyone has to deal with. Um, but then I pay, it, I pay attention to stuff. I pay attention to, you know, the invoices coming in and what's going out. Right. I've hired, you know, we have a company that we pay that helps us with our liquor inventory. Um, I've got security cameras, so they know I can go back and watch everything that happens. Right. I've um, tried to put enough checks and balances into place that hopefully if there is something going wrong, um, it won't get too out of hand before it's, before it's caught. It's been a great five years. How about the future? What's, what's coming up in the next couple of years for you that you see for the Monarch? Is it uh, growth? Is it uh, another location? Or is it just trying to make the existing operation as good as it can be? I I am very happy with where we're at. Um, I have watched other companies, other restaurants um, specifically, open up second locations and watch that be their downfall. Right. Um, the restaurant I have now stresses me out. I don't know how I would handle two. I think that would be, I think that would be too hard for me. Quite. You're doing a lot of stress crocheting, maybe. I love to crochet. It's not crocheting weather right now, so I really kind of have fallen off. I think this might be the year. Oh, you're a K-State fan. Yeah. We can do a K-State themed. Pot I holder. like it very nice. Yeah. Pot holder, scarf, all I can do. Jennifer was a squares. member of the 20, 40 under 40 class of 2016, and she said on her survey <laughs> that she was a stress crochet person. Yeah. Lines, rectangles, triangles. It's all you're getting. It's all you're getting from right. me. But I, I'm not going to, I'm going to stay where we're at. Um, I thoroughly enjoy the place that the Monarch has built in the community. And a lot of that is because of what we've given back. So my hope is that 
as we continue, I can, you know, pay back even more than what we've done already to this community and all of our great organizations. Well, it looks like you have a great operation over there. It is very popular. You have Thanks. the uh, great problem of of having almost too many people, it seems like. I, you want to make sure they get in for lunch, they get in for dinner. Right. You've got a success there, and it looks great, and it tastes great. Good luck in the future, and we Thank appreciate you. you being on the podcast. Thanks. Thanks. Jen says one of her challenges is to make sure she can serve her customers quickly, not make them stand in line, and still maintain a high-quality service. I appreciate Jen taking some time to talk to us. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are our favorites, so we created our own series. Visit equitybank.com napkin stories to watch the startup stories of great businesses across the Midwest. That's Biz Talk with Bill Roy for this week. On behalf of the great staff of the Wichita Business Journal, thanks for listening. Thanks once again to producer Brittany Showalter and, of course, to our sponsor, the folks at Equity Bank. We hope you have a profitable week.